Hello and welcome to Shop Small, Eat Big, where each episode we'll be speaking to an artisan food or drink business, baking, brewing, creating, making fantastic produce and selling it throughout the UK. We get under the hood to understand what inspired them, how the business got started and the detail and love that goes into their products. Hope you enjoy listening. If you do, please give us a like, share, follow on our social media page, Pueblo UK, and any comments, please feel free to reach out on our contact email, hello at pueblofood.co. On today's episode, I get to speak to an entrepreneurial couple duo, Carlos and Simona, who having dipped in and out of various ventures over the years, have seemingly found their winner in the traditional Argentinian snack, empanadas. This small business has exploded in popularity, despite having only set up Caminito last year, producing an almighty array of flavor combinations, and incredibly, each empanada type has its own unique identity via Simona's skillful craft of wrapping the empanada to a specified shape. Uh, Madness, I won't spoil any more. Real love and just hard graft to promote what is a staple snack in Carlos's native home of Argentina. And I'd be very surprised personally upon publishing uh, this episode that um, those empanada orders don't just come creeping up amongst the sound of some tremendous belly rumbling. Hope you enjoy. I've made a very conscious decision uh, this afternoon and that is to conduct this podcast um, not hungry, but having already eaten my lunch. <laughs> I made uh, I made a very terrible mistake last time recording the podcast with uh, with a couple of people now, and uh, it's just got to the point where I can't sit on I can't sit on this uh, this cast for forty five minutes to an hour and and talk about food. And I thought empanadas is personally one of my favourite. I think one of my <laughs> I'd say it's one of my favourite sort of like snack foods that you can just you can just pick up and go like it's. There's something, there's something. Yeah, like it's so convenient. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So I think I've made it. I've made a good conscious decision today. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so I'm here with Simona. So yeah, hi, Alistair. It's uh, finally nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, no, and lovely, lovely to meet you too. And thank you so much thank for you. coming on. It's good, to, good to have the both of you here. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting us. It's yeah, really yeah, really. Thank you so much for inviting us. It's it's great. It's great. It's a, a real a real pleasure. So um, I, I think for me, empanadas um, are very. I mean, in Argentina, it, it's so staple, isn't it? It's such a such a traditional yeah. item. Um, and I think the thing that struck me first when I was just trying to look into um, a little bit of history, and I also thought, well, you know, why are you called why do you call yourselves Caminito? And obviously just mm-hmm. having a little look and I didn't realize, but there's a, there's an area in, um, that's right. In the capital in Buenos Aires called La Boca. And there's a street, exactly. I think called uh, Cam- Caminito, which is the, which is the street that you guys are referring to. Is that, is that the home? Is that, is that the home of the empanada in a way, or is it more just it epitomizes uh, the area? Um, either way, it is. Um, so, as you rightly said, say, uh, Caminito is uh, is a little street yeah, in La Boca, which is a very, very traditional neighborhood of Buenos Aires. Um, I don't know if you ever saw. If you see, if you just Google Buenos Aires, you will certainly find an image of um, different colored houses, like a pink one next to a green one next to a blue one, and that's Caminito. That's La Boca, and it's it's a very, very traditional part of the city where. You know, our food, our culture, our music, you know, tango was born there. Um, and, and it's an iconic, yeah, absolutely iconic part of the city. In fact, there is a very famous tango called Caminito as well. Simona um, and I both love music. Yeah. And I, I turned Simona into tango as well. <laughs> yeah. I think for about a year we danced. We, we danced, went to yeah. the, uh, tango classes, actually. Yeah. 
And we went, when you took me to Buenos Aires, we went to Caminita and for some reason we both felt very emotional in there. I think there was a guy playing a guitar, our favorite playlist of songs. And we were sharing a meal with your parents as well. And for some reason, yes, I I felt so emotional in there and it it kind of left this, uh, this feeling of, uh, yes, full of emotions. And I think this was um, one of the reasons we chose this name for, for, for our empanadas yeah um, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it makes sense i think it sort of reminded me for some reason it, it reminded me of um the sort of pastel colors of of notting hill almost just just in yes. the sense that there's yeah. just sort of that one area that i mean exactly. which is culturally so well known and i just wondered if there was a sort of a similar you know similar attraction exactly. but cle- cle- clearly clearly it but, is can I just say as well, Alistair, um, so I'm obviously I love football and I'm a big, big Boca Juniors fan. I, I, thought, um, you, I thought you birth. might be. Yes, uh, it's very important for me. So, um, so yes. I, I, I like this that you say from from birth, you know, as soon as, as, soon as you popped out, you popped out with a yes. Boca Juniors shirt on. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he made me buy one too. I made her buy one too. Yeah. I've got a shirt. It's what I would call rite of passage, Simona. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, ha- it has to is, be done. When when you go to a match, when you go to La Boca to, to go watch Boca to, to the stadium, you know you eat empanadas, and there's also a, a very traditional pizza style in La Boca as well. But you eat pizza, empanadas, you, you drink a bit of wine, and it's part of the culture. It's part of the it's part of the, the fun of the game, and, and that's sort of what we wanted to try and yeah. replicate in a way. is that something that you find is an empanada something that you find on kind of every street corner in buenos aires or in argentina more more generally is it is it that sort of staple that you that that you find it as as common as you would walk around new york city with a hot dog you know you know the the hot dog stores there is it is it (laughs) you know of a similar it's exactly it's exactly like that empanadas are everywhere you know in, in buenos aires and in argentina uh, it's it's the thing that you eat when you meet with friends, when you meet with family, uh, or even just on a Friday night. You're watching football, you order some empanadas. Um, the the sort of takeaway uh, scene, I guess, in Argentina is you, you either order pizza or empanadas. There's not that much more. I guess now you know, you know sushi and a few more things, but traditionally that's what you order. You know. Yeah, and this is how we started. We, yes, uh, I don't know about five years ago, um, Carlos took me to Buenos Aires, and uh, we ordered empanadas. And since I tried, I said we must. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I said we should really bring this to to England. I think this is the food that English people would love as well. Um, the, yeah. the it was very a lot of fun, a lot of fun because they come in different shapes and and. Uh, uh, sizes and the, the, they have to choose which one is which one and look at the package and look at the leaflet try to figure yeah. out which one you're gonna have and I, I really like that concept and also the many flavors as well which one I'm gonna have next because with pizza you order a pizza and it's pretty much of one or two or three maybe flavors but with empanadas there is so many yeah. you can yeah you can really pick and choose and wow. I think that's the concept that I really fell in love um, in in there and and then we I think we we kind of left to say it's very hard work we knew it so yeah. it was um, yeah we kind of left it for a few years yeah. yeah oh really okay so you knew how I suppose you were really willing to bring those experiences that that you particularly Simona had when you were out traveling with uh, with Carlos yes, in, absolutely. in Buenos Aires I but think- there was yeah. Absolutely. That was uh, the experience that I wanted the British people here to also experience what I experienced in there. Yeah. Obviously, it's different because, I don't know, it's a different vibe in here or there. But uh, but yes, it, this is exactly what I wanted to do, to bring that And what took you, so, what, so you said it took a few years. What, what kind of stopped you from kind of taking the plunge so, immediately as soon as you got home off the plane yeah. from Argentina and you go, right, <laughs> let's do it. Um, so, so Simona and I, uh, we're a couple. Uh, <laughs> and from the, the, night, the night we met, uh, we planned out a business together. We're really? both very, very, yes, yeah, the very night that we met. 
Uh, we're both very <laughs> entrepreneurial and we've always been trying to do projects and things. Uh, yeah. The first year that we lived together, Simona was working. I wasn't. I was trying to do uh, an app, uh, some yeah. sort of app that never worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we had an idea. I made Simona quit her job <laughs> yes. and launched into that idea. So since then, we've always been involved in projects, things that failed, things that went okay. Kind of worked, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Yes, and then I went to, do, you did your master's. Yes. And then I did, uh, and after, a year after, I did my master's. Yeah. And um, I think during my master's, uh, I was actually trying to start again, to take this idea a bit more seriously and start to work, work on the recipe. Yeah. Uh, so it, during that year, whenever I had free time, I would like experiment, uh, experiment in the kitchen with different pastries, with different um, the fillings and all of that. But, so but you, you worked time. your way. You you worked you worked your way yes, up to it. Yes, but very slowly. Slowly, yeah, because yeah. we had university courses, but we also had another project we were working at at the time. So so some oh, projects and things came <laughs> in the way, um, and then yeah, and then Infanas was born. Yeah, um, what actually, was that moment? I mean, wh when when did you guys decide to kind of, oh. you know, master's degrees have finished, uh, yes. you know, all the other projects have maybe, uh, you know, they're, they're not happening at the moment, and you've you've obviously yes. solidified the, uh, or you you guys have perfected the the, the craft. Um, wh when did that when did that start happening? It, so it's, it was a bit of a funny story. Um, in February uh, last year, no, last year, mm -hmm. just before the pandemic, we decided to go on a little skiing holiday. Uh, before uh, you got lucky because just, you just before <laughs> just before yeah mm -hmm. um, on the second day there Simona had a little well an accident and broke her knee she broke oh. her leg yes she needed Sorry an operation we had to come like, yeah it was, it was a tough that's time that's fine yeah, but, that's, I don't know um, but that meant that we we basically had six weeks uh, with Simona in bed and at home and, and then the pandemic started so we had a, like an extra time of being just at home sat down yeah and yeah. our other projects was put on hold as well because of the pandemic um and we and were very impatient we were really impatient yes. and we had nothing to do you know we watched breaking bad and all the series <laughs> and we were like okay <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what, let's do something and yeah exactly and we had the recipes we had the ideas we, we had the kitchen license we as had well. a, yeah our kitchen was licensed by the council uh, about yeah a year so, yeah, so you had that already in project. place for another yeah. project, yeah, 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 and yeah. there was nothing stopping us uh, yes. because, well, I thought maybe before before the holiday actually I was considering to just uh, go and find a job. None of the projects I seem to be working. Yeah. I will get the, uh, some experience and then maybe can continue with another some sort of business idea, but. Uh, there was no option now with a broken leg to go to go to to travel to maybe probably London. I, I'm not sure where I would have, would have, would have found the job, but uh, yes. And I thought, you know, now is the time, and we just try. Who knows? Maybe it won't work. Maybe yeah. it won't. But I, I remember asking you. Don't you don't know, right? Until um, you try, you don't. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I asked Carlos. I said, "Can you just make us a website? Simple website, just easy one." Um, and let's see what happens. Yeah. And he did. And yeah. I think we put a little advert on Facebook and within, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, there was a first order. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> and we were so happy. Within 10 minutes. And so you, you, you yeah. put a website up, you set it up on Facebook, yeah, yeah. on the socials, and you had an order yeah. within 10 minutes. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. that's was, crazy. We, was, we couldn't believe it. We were yeah. so happy. It yeah. was so far as we, well. We, we, we didn't have the menus printed yet obviously. <laughs> so we, we printed them out just on our normal printer. On the cardboard. Piece yeah. of card. um, <laughs> because in many ways, it's an important part of, of, the, of the experience, right? Because you've got different shapes, so you have to be able to identify them. Of course. Um, so, and we cut with scissors. And, <laughs> and I remember the, the customer asked, are you new? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So, but it was so it's great. called a bootstrap, yeah. huh? Basically. Yeah, yeah proper, <laughs> just let's do it. But that first customer, uh, sent us such a nice text after, uh, such a nice review. Um, ah. It really encouraged the very, very first customer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that gives you like... gives you the, I think the the boost that yeah. you kind of need. To, and it almost, I I know it's only one order, but I think because it's the first one and it went so well, yeah. it kind of gives you guys the the validation to continue that you know this is this is more than likely going to work like this is an in-demand yeah. product like people want this like they crave it 
Um, Absolutely. And, and that feeling as well of, uh, which I hadn't really experienced before in any other business where you, you know, when you, when you give somebody food and they enjoy it, there is that special feeling, right? Um, like uh, you experience it in your absolutely. normal life, but uh, in a business is, is you know, multiplied. Yes. And normally, for example, I, I don't give that much feedback to people. I, I, I eat the thing that I bought, I enjoy it, and that's it. I, I just think to myself, oh, that <laughs> you was You just lovely. eat it and go, that and was great. I would, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and uh, I wouldn't really bother writing or texting somebody, thanking, and and when we received it, I was like, oh my god, these people actually bothered to to text us to say so that they must have really liked the, our food, and uh, yeah. and then next day again we had more orders and uh, we were again preparing and cutting the cards and <laughs> and then we ordered proper leaflets and proper boxes and everything, so and since then. It was such a steady, but quite a nice growth, I would say. Yeah. And that was an incredible amount of motivation for us to just keep going. Yeah. And was there um, kind of ever a point in time, the, I mean, this year, where I mean, capacity just, just ran out? I mean, how, how much do you think that on a busy day or week, like how, how much do you reckon you're able to uh, like produce like per day? Cause I, I can just see you guys in, in the kitchen, just going absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yes, our, house, exactly. our house it's is a, not a house anymore. It's no. a factory. <laughs> yeah. It's a warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and freezers and fridges. Yes. Um, I think the maximum, well, with some help, um, 500 empanadas a day, that would be the maximum to produce. Oh, but wow. obviously at that pace, um, I couldn't carry on every day. So what we do, we we, pro we work three days, four days, maybe a week. And then the rest of the days, I just top up a little bit. <laughs> Not so much. Yeah, so, I get some sleep. And, but we are, <laughs> yes, but we are at our full capacity at the moment from home. Really, I don't think I can produce single empanada more. So we are I mean, about this to is move, a actually. You are. I mean, it's a great problem to yeah. have, really, isn't it? That you've got to, yeah. in, 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 in a little over a year since you guys got this going. And I didn't realize yeah. how, um, that it was just, just, just last year. For some reason, I thought that yeah. this business may have been going a little bit longer. So you've, you've really... We started in June. We started in June, actually. Um, June so not even year, a year. Yeah. Not, not even a year. year. And you need yeah. to move. Yeah. So does, does that mean that... You're moving house and you're going to have to get some <laughs> a bigger kitchen? No, or what's no, no we're moving to a, to a little, uh, like a light industrial unit, um, not far from, from here. And we're going to fit a kitchen in there and we're going to fit uh, also a little office in the mezzanine. Yes, we're going to put a walk-in freezers. Walk-in freezers, important. yeah. Yeah, so we're, you we're can, doing the whole thing, yeah. So yeah, you can start scaling up, basically. Uh, yes. yeah. Of course, you raise a good point there. It's risky, but you've yeah. you, you, you've you've built up, I think, a good in such a short space of time. You've you've clearly built up quite a solid customer base. Um, you have a you maintain, you know, a very good and clear online presence you've got you've had hundreds if not thousands of orders now already and yeah. you, you obviously you, you've brought you've brought in some income from 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 producing those empanadas yeah. and, and you want to grow the business so that, that so that you can scale it it feels yeah. almost you know very much a natural step for for, for you guys to, to to take and as you say yeah, hopefully it's more it's a risk but i think it's it's a calculated yeah. risk yeah. I think yes, we we did our best in trying out from home. Yeah. And since we can't really fit, there is a next step. It's either that or just continue from home, but probably at a, at a slower less. pace. Yeah, we, yeah, we, would, we would have, have to sell have to less, just, you know, yeah. because it is too much. To, yeah, we we are very tired as well. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> Both I, mean, of us. Yeah. I can I mean this this way as well if you move over to you know a light industrial unit. I mean the positives here is you get your house back. Yes, not? absolutely. This is one thing. Yeah. I think Carlos told me he's going to buy a, a Buddha statue. Yeah, one of those little Buddha statues. When we move out, <laughs> yeah. I want the house to be completely, you know, clear, clear out of clutter. And very zen house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so one of the, one, one of the, um, 
so I've uh, for for for, all, for, no, for the listeners in it, I, I've ordered from you guys yeah. and uh, and I got yes. something through through the mail. Uh, I think maybe three three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And one of the things that thank really, you so much. You're very welcome. They were beautiful and delicious and uh, really sustained me and my partner while we were on our hiking trip the next day. So it was uh, it was mm-hmm. perfect little stopover. But um, one one of the one of the things that I think I I sort of recognised and. I suppose you you look online and you know you've got lots of things to choose from you you pick them but then especially when you you see the leaflet that's within the packaging and you see just just how first of all just how many different types of empanadas you do I mean it's it's ridiculous I mean no no wonder you guys are <laughs> are busy the amount of flavors that you do but that and that's I was one, considering to do more <laughs> you know, that's mad I think the, the, but the thing that, the thing that gets me the most that I just you know I give you guys a a, a rapture of applause is Thank each you. each different flavor of empanada comes with its own its own style its own the way that you yeah. wrap the, the the pastry around the ingredients is is is, yeah. is unique uh to the flavor and uh, correct me if i'm wrong yeah. but there must be close to nearly 20 um yeah. so how first of all where did that idea come from because it's a great idea but you know, second of all, in, in practice, how, how, how does that work? Because I mean, so, if you're trying to bash out 500, you know, which I know you don't do every day, but that's, it's not an easy process to get right. It's not, but you, you know, the, uh, so, so the shape and the, and the crimping, like you say, that's actually a sign of an artisan made empanada in Argentina. Uh, because there are factory made machine made empanadas that instead of doing different shapes and different uh, folding and crimping, it's basically a machine and, and you can either put a, like a food stamp that, that tells you what it is, or it can, it can sort of perforate the, the top so that it says what it is. Or it has like a little letter. A little letter. Yeah. Too. Like a little, I don't know, B for B for, or well, um, but an artisanal handmade empanada is recognized by the, as you say, the, the shape and the crimping, which is a skill. And for some reason, I don't know why, yeah. because uh, Simona is not Argentinian, but <laughs> she has the skill to do this. And it's unbelievable. It's great. Yeah, I'm She's the not, only one that, that yeah. at, this, at this moment, I'm She's the, the only, only one, one that, that does it. I've done, no, I've have, done a few. Done, yeah, yeah, you've done. <laughs> you know? um, so I do have to tell if our customers are listening, if you ever get a slightly misshapen empanada, that's probably one of mine. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay, so Simone is the, uh, the crimping She's specialist. Nice. Yes. Yes, that's and it. I think this is going to be, I can see that that will be one of the challenges of, of going yeah. um, further because uh, if we want to keep to that standard, uh, then our employees, if we have some, um, they will have to learn to to do yeah. that and we will have to take the time to to give them to allow them to learn to to teach themselves or to to train them to do that crimping for 12 flavors uh i think you said 20 for for, oh. for the time we have 12. okay i mean that's mm-hmm. still a lot isn't it and especially yeah. as uh, uh you know it, it was funny when you when, when you just said and you were thinking about doing more on top of that oh, yeah. so yeah. Because it is actually more because then we have a vegan flavor uh, yeah. vegan options so the, all the cheeses can be uh, um, changed to vegan version and then if people don't like olives or egg there is also empanadas with no olives or egg yeah. so yeah. In, in fact you probably were right I think if you count those ones they, they are on the menu but not really that uh, <laughs> you have to kind of tell us that you want these ones yeah. Um, so yeah you're probably right it's, it's probably about it's, 20 flavors it's around that that's madness and and how did you guys decide on like the the crimping styles like did you kind of take inspiration from some of the empanadas that you were eating in in argentina i mean as you quite rightly mentioned carlos in the in the in the factories and in the sort of bigger bigger companies there's a degree of standardization and 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 you guys obviously make make them handcrafted and you want to show your customers that but like what um i'd just be interested to know like where the idea came from and also what's the hardest one Oh, okay. Um, I think there was a bit of combination. Um, I was just playing with them. Yeah. I, I think to start with, it's the right way to do trying, it. I oh, think, this isn't could it? be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just this could be like that, and that. Oh, that's like a spinach. So I could like go with the fork around to I don't know represent the spinach or something like that. And the chicken has the peaks. Uh, so I thought. I was just playing at the beginning. And then I went into uh, Pinterest to have a look what they actually, yeah. but none of them actually sticks to 
one shape for say chicken empanada in different shops in Buenos Aires, they will have different shapes. So everybody does what they want. There is no set uh, shape, I think. At least yeah. I haven't seen a... Uh, yeah. the, the hardest is probably uh, the classic beef. Yes. The classic crimping is tough. Yeah, so beef. I had mm. one of those, but I can't remember the crimping style. So what was what yeah. was that one? It was... The, <laughs> it's just... It, actually, that's probably the most similar to a pasty. Yeah, way, yes. Uh, because it's just huh. sort of folded over. Uh, it's, uh, they say in Argentina, traditionally, it has to be folded over 13 times. Yeah. For some reason. Um, and without thinking, I actually do 13 can times. You he that? counted, and every one of those yeah. were 13. Well, <laughs> I don't know but how I mean, it there must be a re- but it's in, that's really interesting. And that kind of, t- if you look, maybe like because because maybe the size is. Re- I mean, I mean, the sizes of uh, the, of the empanadas that you make are they? Would you say that they're kind of a, a standard size that you would expect to see in Argentina? Because I guess yeah. maybe the reason why it's 13 is because that's just that's the size that's of them, and, and it's the most mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, the size is, is pretty much what you would find in, in Argentina. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think um, that's, you were asking whether, which one was most difficult. Now that I'm thinking, I think the most difficult for me is the tuna one. Okay. Uh, the, at least that one takes most time. It's the most, most fiddly one. But the beef one is, it's difficult, but, and the finger starts hurting after a few hundreds, <laughs> but I think it's the most enjoyable as well, because when you, when you fold it and you put it away, I, every time I look at it, I think, oh, this is so looks, pretty. Yeah, it looks epic. <laughs> and it's also really good. So I think I'd have to say that the tuna one was probably my personal favorite. Out of, oh, really? out of the ones that I ordered. Yeah, nice. really, mm-hmm. really good. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> what is the, is is there an obvious fan favorite at Caminito that everybody orders? I mean, I mean, ch- chicken obviously is just, everyone orders chicken, doesn't it? But I just wondered, is, is there a, is there a, like a, an obvious front runner that everyone goes for? Well, like you said, I mean, we have a chicken and chorizo one. That's very, very popular. popular yes. Everybody orders chicken and chorizo. Yeah. But I think the one that has like actual sort of fans, people <laughs> that tell me, uh, funnily enough, is the tuna. Oh. They're fans of the tuna. But classic um, beef. And, and, and classic beef and spicy beef. Are, uh, yeah. They always at the top yeah. of the yeah. list. They're the most popular. But we also yeah. have sweet empanadas. Uh, filled with dulce de leche. I'm not sure if you ordered it. I don't remember. I but, heavily um, regret not ordering them, Carlos, <laughs> because, and the reason why is because I, I, about two weeks after the order, I, upon knowing that we were going to take on this, this podcast together and record, yeah. I thought, well, I'll just, I'll just quickly go on the site again and I'll have a look at some of the empanadas. And I scrolled down to the bottom, which I, I guess I, I just got a little bit carried away with the savory items and, and, and didn't go as far as the sweet. Got down there and the dolce de leche with yeah. banana, um, yeah. it just, it made me terribly upset that I hadn't ordered anything. <laughs> um, we'll send you, we'll send you. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, you can, you can see I was trying there. Um, I mean, how are they super super popular because i mean is everyone yeah. familiar with dolce de leche i mean i, I guess uh, it's still quite a specialist item to me it doesn't it doesn't feel like uh, and maybe and maybe this is just me but it's not it's not a super common thing that you would find in a supermarket no. it's, it's still a little bit more specialist on the fringes um but it's such a beautiful um you know sweet item isn't it it's um mm-hmm. beautiful yeah. people love them those ones the, the two sweet ones that we have people yeah go crazy yeah, for them. Yeah. Um, almost every order has yeah. some sweet ones yeah. so i think maybe even when you take all of the empanadas because people pick and choose and some people like one sometimes others but the sweet ones i think almost every single order has one or two sweet empanadas um the so, dulce de leche yeah. is um i mean we actually didn't get people asking us um what it is, I think people seem to know, but um, uh, but you're right; it's not something that is very common. No, um, it, it's not just yet. But I mean, maybe it, I because we explained. We do say yeah. it's also like caramel. We, we put in brackets, so so because it is like a caramel. You know, it's very similar. Just the, the consistency is different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is it made it's, with? A, is it evaporated or condensed milk? That it's is it is it is it made with that as well? Uh, it can be. It can be made yeah. with condensed milk, uh, but I think the the actual dulce de leche is uh, 
it's just made in the yes evaporated yeah Yeah, it's evaporated but it can be made yes you can actually boil the uh, condensed milk cans uh, for like hours and hours and very and similar yeah, product it yeah. will it will come yeah it is yeah it just caramelizes as you say um how, how much um it's kind of emphasis are you guys putting on you know the ingredients within the empanadex i mean guys you, you guys have to source i imagine you have to source a lot of tuna a lot of chicken a lot of beef a lot of dochi mm. leche where, where are you guys predominantly kind of getting getting that produce from and you know is there sort of any sort of consideration of you guys using kind of chicken from sort of local local sources in in your uh, your area which i believe is in you're in oxfordshire Oxford. yeah, uh, yeah. In, outside of oxford yeah so yeah ingredients where, where are you guys kind of getting that from and, and and what's the sort of sourcing like at the moment it's hard at this point and we are looking for suppliers uh, almost constantly because it's um we're we're at a point where we consume a lot, but maybe yeah. not enough, even for, for you know, to, to meet some minimum order quantities. Yeah. Uh, so, but at the same time, we have to keep our product consistent. So uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Some things uh, like our cheese, for example, we actually buy in the supermarket to yeah. give you an idea. So that's me going to the supermarket. Because yeah, you can guarantee the quantity this way. I can guarantee right? the quantity and yeah. the sort of, uh, you know, and I think part of, as well, of, of what we're doing, we wanted to make empanadas the way that, like, my mom or my granny makes them, you know? We didn't want to really go so far away from that. And and, and, and I think that's what we do, you know? If yeah. in Argentina, if, if you, you, you're having a party this weekend, you know, we will make empanadas now on Friday, you'll buy from the supermarket, you'll, you know, make the pastry and, you know, you're ready for it. So we want to sort of somehow replicate that. But obviously as we grow, we need to really think about suppliers, as you say. Yeah, yeah. yeah but currently we're quite lucky. There is a big cash and carry store yeah, uh, um, for businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we are going there twice yeah. a week, picking yeah. what we need. Our meat is, 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 British, is British beef. Uh, and, or chicken as and well. Chicken as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but it's not specifically organic or spe- you know. If, if you ask me that, that, that we we're not at that level yet where we can do that. Yeah, um, but, but you know. Hopefully. But hopefully, with time, we can yeah. find suppliers from yeah. local uh, base suppliers, yeah. and uh, we can uh, even increase the quality of our product, which yeah. I think is already very good because we don't add any I, I anything that's so. not natural. Yeah. Yes, we don't add any additives or. Um, yeah. to, to increase the shelf life, everything. The empanadas actually go off in about four days uh, or five days. But so I love that, that's though. Why- and, 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 mm-hmm. and I think that's why, you know, I got involved in this, in, in, in this industry, is especially because, you know, good. Thank goodness that there are businesses out there that are producing goods that don't have additives in there that, you know, mm-hmm. that don't last more than a few days that need to be consumed when, 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 when you receive them, um, yeah. you know, we, I think we're crying out. I think we're still crying out for that as, as um, you know, as a country and in the, in the, and in the food industry in general, I think that, I think there needs to be more of that. Um, so, you know, tip, tip my hat off to you guys for, you know, mm-hmm. staying, staying true to, to, to the roots in that regard and, and not including ingredients that are, that are simply going to, you know, keep the shelf life for an yeah. extra week. You know, you're not sacrificing against against the quality. But but that's also what I think what entices people into into you know businesses like yours because they're looking for that sort of traditional, um, handmade, artisanal kind of homely homemade cooked yeah. food, yeah, right? Home. At the end of the day, it is it is home food because we do make it from our home. Quite literally, obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite quite literally. Obviously, we, we you know we, we follow all the precautions and, and we complete all the, the food safety records and everything, which which yeah. is really tough to be honest to, to, to do, but obviously we have to. Uh, yeah. But other than that, it is just like my mom making empanadas in a weekend, you know. Yeah, and how um, close? How 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 true are you to? you know, your, 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 your mother's or your, your grandmother's recipe, yeah. which I suppose is just, has just been brought down generation by generation. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. We, we, we I mean, the, the sort of the, the beef and the, the classic beef and banana is a classic Argentinian recipe that comes from our own. We also have, uh, we also make our own chimichurri, 
And that was purely your that's mom's purely recipe. That's purely my mom's recipe. She's so happy when, when people get <laughs> yeah. comments on that. Uh, yeah, I tell her and yeah. So I had a I had a question for for you guys about the chimichurri because I yeah. I I love chimichurri. I'm I'm a big fan and I make it um yeah. myself actually because my my other half absolutely loves it on on her steak. Um yes. now I do something potentially um you know contentious uh, to, uh, to 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 your recipe, which is I add yeah. coriander um, and Yo, I also no. add and I also add parsley. I don't know whether that's right parsley or wrong okay. in your books. No, parsley, okay. parsley, parsley is, is a key ingredient. Yeah. Parsley is a key yeah. ingredient. In the, okay, but yeah, obviously chimichurri is like the, the, the sort of thing that uh, uh, a lot of people have. Uh, Why not coriander? Me. T- tell me what, what, what um, what's the what's the problem with be, coriander? To be honest, I'm not. Uh, to be honest, I, I I don't like when people say, "Oh, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't touch." This. You know, I'm happy. You know, if you like coriander, um, it is great, but it's just not in the traditional recipe. You know, yeah. but yeah. I have to admit, I I've eaten chimichurri with coriander and it's it nice. Great. It tastes yeah. great. So I, can't <laughs> so, so I don't want to be like, "Oh, this is my recipe and you have to do it this way." I, I don't like when people do that, but. No. Uh, but yeah, it's just not in the, the traditional. Do, do you know uh, the story of where chimichurri comes from? Because it has I a connection do, with, with. I have absolutely no idea. So I'm all ears. <laughs> okay. Where does it come so, from? So you know, all of the so all of the railway system in Argentina was actually built by the British. Don't ask me when, but uh, I think in the 19. 19- yeah, I don't know. Whenever we, uh, were but just it was built to... by by the British. Um, yeah. In fact, our our stations, our train stations, are all similar to the train stations here. Uh, architecturally, I mean, and apparently the workers, uh, the British workers down there, they wanted curry. They they kept saying, "Give me curry," because they wanted a bit a bit of flavor with the food. I guess maybe they were used to working maybe down in India, or uh, or, or they had that. Yeah, because they weren't getting this it in India. Yeah. That's for sure. There was no f- yeah. there was no flavor yeah, exactly. at that time. You know how bland exactly. we have been in the past. Exactly. I mean, this story this story could be completely false. I don't know. It's just what I read and what I know. And they kept saying, give me curry, give me curry. And this, to the locals, the local Argentinians, just, they understood chimichurri, 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 give me curry. And so they made this, this mix of, of parsley and chili and paprika and oil. And, and that's apparently where it came from. No way. That's epic. Even, yeah. You know what? Even if it's not true, that's a great story. It's a good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So would you go quite, would you go quite spicy with the... Are you pretty liberal with the with the chili or or paprika? I mean, paprika is not that, know, not that hot, but chili. You know, do in you Argentina we in Argentina we don't like spice so much. We don't have very very spicy foods. I personally love spice, so I would. But generally, uh, our food is not very spicy. Yeah. So no. even the so, spicy be, be, uh, spicy beef empanada yeah. it's spicy, but not that spicy. Yeah, it's quite. I would yeah. say that it, it definitely hits you, but it but it doesn't go yeah. any further. Like it doesn't it doesn't uh, yeah. bring on sweats, for example. No, yeah. you know, no, it doesn't go that far. <laughs> and the, um, the I think the other product for for me that that stands out as very traditionally uh, Argentinian, which um which I'm very thankful you've you've brought into your product set as well, is the um, alfajores. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Which is uh, yeah, nice. Which is an also yeah. I thought the I thought I got the pronunciation pretty spot you on. Did? There. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, I have yeah. to say, Alistair, that was great. That's <laughs> uh, yeah. what you get for having a Spanish girlfriend, maybe that you, you start go. to start to relax. You pick up things. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, alfajores. In a way, they are like empanadas. They are what that's what you eat as an Argentina in Argentina. You know, uh, I remember going to school. Um, my mom used to pack me an alfajor every day for you know. Oh, an alfajor is every yeah. day. Oh, every that's day, yeah. That's man. why. Yeah. Well, my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and she gave me the very recipe. She also gave us the recipe. Yes, and that's exactly how I. I, yeah. I just follow that recipe hundred percent all the time, and it works. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. I haven't had it yet from you guys, but I, I think I'll have to that's because I'm a, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of their alfajores. They're beautiful. Um, so something's just popped into my head and before I forget, now in the UK, we have, and I think you mentioned this a little bit earlier on in the, in the podcast, yeah. and that's that um, th- there is there is a, a stark similarity, I think, across the world yeah. um, with, uh, you know, products that look very similar to an empanada. And obviously in the, in the UK, um, yeah. we have we have the Cornish pasty, 
Um, you know, there are other sort of slight variants in in the world. I mean, you have the you yeah. have the tortilla as was well. Um, yeah. Which well, samosas is in, in India, right? Uh, yeah, and, samosas uh, exactly. Yeah. So you kind of wonder where you know all these all these traditions, all these cultures. Yeah, yeah where where it yeah. came from, and it's interesting to see the. I don't know. Do, do you guys know a little bit of history about the empanada and how it came about? In you know, in the same well, way that say Cornish I, pasties I, did. I have another story which is very similar to the chimichurri one. So it could be that oh, both of them brilliant. are completely false. But again, apparently uh, there, it was British miners working down no in South way. America. You, that's no what way. I hear about it. Because yeah, that's the same story. I could be kidding. <laughs> that's the same story. It's exactly the, the same story. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. It's so, the uh, so this is this is exactly what what the story was of how Cornish Cornish pasties came about. It was the it was the uh -huh. miners uh, working yeah. in working in Cornwall or you know yeah. other places in the country, but of course you know Cornwall was the big one, and yeah, yeah. and uh, they had they had muddy hands and they obviously they could yeah. only eat you know so much. So they, they obviously they used the the area where you the, crimp the as the as, yeah. the as the as the handle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And there used to be, if I'm not wrong, there used to be even in one pasty, uh, a sweet parts and a, and a savory part, I think. And it was divided uh, in, in one pasty itself. Wait, I, wait, that's wait, what wait, I wait. heard as well. So you, yeah, you I heard this. What? You started with this, in the same pasty, the, the top part was savory, and then you got to a bit where it started being sweet. So uh, you have fear. one, uh, the yeah. main meal and a dessert the dessert in one. What are your thoughts <laughs> on that? Brilliant. Do you think that's another one? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I couldn't uh, imagine. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> apparently, no, but apparently those, so there were British miners working in South America that already knew the pasty and introduced them to the locals. And that's, then, then it, you know, then it became bananas there. But I, I don't know. So somebody's going to be, we're going to have the BBC on us fact-checking this podcast yeah, yeah, soon, aren't we? We're like, we're like as bad as, of, yeah. you know, a yeah, politician these fake, days. Fake news here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that, Aaron, giving not factual information. It's just the myth of stories that I've heard, you know. Hey, yeah. there's, not, there's, not, there's nothing wrong. There's, lot, there's I think, <laughs> history forever has a slight amount but, of embellishment occasionally, yeah. doesn't it? We, we, all, we, all, uh, we all know that. It's a little exaggeration going say, on. I'm gonna say I, I do love pasties as well. I love yeah. Cornish pasties, you know. Um, I mean, they're yeah, really gigantic here. empanadas, really. When you think yeah, about it, yeah, basically, yeah, they always remind you of empanadas, and, and so you know, um, yeah, they're great too. Love, it's yeah. a different type, different concept, sort of. Yeah, for me, a Cornish pasty, it's lovely, like for lunch with a salad or just on the go. Whereas empanadas is more of an evening uh, meal like for party, maybe party of, or maybe like or sit down people. together and choose yeah. and pick and the flavors. Whereas Cornish pasty is more like, oh, that's my Cornish pasty. <laughs> it's all for me. <laughs> yeah, it's very much, a, very much an independent food. Uh, yeah. You know, something, something yeah. you don't share. An empanada is yeah. clearly sort of, it, it's culturally about sort of bringing people together almost isn't it which is yeah. which is all about you know i think that i think that's a lot of sort of south american food culture i think more generally isn't it? sort of you know that yeah that home yeah sharing and, and and yeah absolutely but I, I also think that uh the fact that empanadas are similar to pasties um is, is a good thing because it's recognizable you know when when you see our product, yeah. when you see our website, you you can see that okay, you, you can understand the concept of it. It's not it's not too exotic, and no. yet it has the element of being slightly exotic. If you get what I mean, it, it's oh. something recognizable but also interesting. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I think. That's why I think it, it, it's working well. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, now, a question that I ask a lot of businesses, especially like you guys, where you've you have sort of literally been been going for you know only really coming up for a year what what for what for the two of you was one of the sort of biggest challenges that that you guys faced when um either you started the business or you were kind of yeah. getting going is was there sort of a particular part of you know your your, your whole end-to-end -end process that was you know a really big challenge for for you guys to overcome or was everything just super simple? You knew exactly what you were no. doing. No, I can't imagine nothing it was is. simple. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nothing was simple. I think to start with, uh, first challenge that we faced it was how do we offer delivery in the UK? Yeah. Um, so we had to figure out how to package them so that they are, and also make sure they arrive the next day. Find the courier and also to to have a reasonable price for the customer. 
uh, for that delivery. Uh, so that was the challenge. And at the beginning, because we were only sending a few parcels, we paid a lot of money for uh, the customer paid, I think, what was it eight pounds? But yeah, it cost, we had an eight pound fifty delivery fee. Which yes, was for the customer, which is still expensive, but we paid for, for that delivery. Ten, yes, over ten pounds, and that obviously ate a lot of the profits. Uh, yeah, it eats your margins so, completely. Yeah. Yes, uh, so that was one of the challenges, which we, as we grew, we are overcoming slowly. Yeah. We managed to drop down the the delivery fee to what six fifty. Now it's six fifty yeah. and free for orders over fifty. Because we are paying a little less now. Yes, and since we have more orders, it's now becoming a bit cheaper. Yeah, yeah so um, you have a contract with, say, a Royal Mail, or I think it's DHL, yeah, I think, DHL. isn't it, that, that you guys yeah, use? So true. was it kind of the that's thing true. that you kind of, you know, you have a chat with them and say, look, you know, our orders are increasing, so we need, uh, you know, uh, to, to, to negotiate perhaps a more competitive fee? That's right. They asked for a, a sort of minimum amount of parcels per week, which uh, we couldn't meet until until we could, you know. And then yeah. when we could meet that, we started working with them. Uh, but also it's a matter of the, the packaging itself, you know, the boxes. We also use insulated foil liners and ice packs. And obviously the, the bigger quantity you buy of that, the, you know, the, the price, gets, yeah, yeah. It, it drops actually quite a lot. It's still compared to a different kind of business that doesn't sell uh, frozen food. Yeah. It's still our packaging is still quite expensive yes if you yeah. compare that because we have to do the insulated packet uh, yeah. the liners yeah. and then the ice as well and then the foil uh trays as well yeah. so all of that really adds up and uh, yes the, so this one was one of the challenges um yeah. and that's and, a big and, one and another isn't it? one it's a big one yeah. yes right. yes but i'm very happy that we're i think we are starting the thing to is, so, so this is sort of ties to to what i think was a big challenge for for me uh, maybe personally i don't know but I hate it when things go wrong. I really hate it. <laughs> and it, it, it's like a personal failure, you know? Yeah. And sometimes things are going to go wrong, particularly, you know, when you're sending stuff and packages and, and things. Um, so we really work really, really hard to, to make sure that uh, mistakes are, uh, happen a lot, lot less or, or yeah. they don't happen. Yeah. Well, they try to At least they are not from yeah. our end. Yeah. If it's, it was the delivery company who mixed the parcels up yeah. or something like that, at least it didn't come yeah. from us. So yeah. really double, triple, fourple check everything. Because <laughs> since I make the empanadas by hand and at home and I don't even have a mixer at the moment, so everything is really, really 100% made by really hand. Really manual. Yeah. Yes, so precious <laughs> really precious oh. and if a parcel goes missing for me it's it really hurts that i made all these empanadas by hand and the person didn't receive they paid they didn't receive and i now have to either send it again or refund or the money yes yeah. Yeah. so yeah. Uh, that that was uh, one of the challenges that the product is just uh, <laughs> i am emotionally attached to it i think yeah. and if, i think the amount I, you yes. make it's perfectly normal to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, and then the last probably challenge was to find the unit, to find the, yeah, to find the we really space. looked yeah. for a space since New Year, I think. Yeah. And oh, wow, yeah, it's so just, a while. And we yes, and we, I think we you, we decided we to... We decided on one at the end of January and... And we still haven't yeah, got it. Taking so it's taking too to much time on the... Paperwork and everything. <sighs> Goodness, and this is just for a lease, right? So it's not like you're taking over it. You're not, you're not buying it, right? Yeah, this yeah. is just a, a lease, a, re a rental agreement, right? So yeah, it's tough. It's yeah, yeah. And on top, yeah, on top of dealing with that, you have to continue, you know, selling empanadas. So we have to deal with everything at once, basically. So, so yeah, it's, you, that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. yeah, you wear. I think you wear many hats, don't you? And yeah, it, it's yeah. not 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 an easy thing. You, yeah. you just hope that it's something that you guys can get past this year yeah. so that you can kind of concentrate on on what matters the most but it, it, it's yes. it's a necessary pain to go through isn't it we, yes. we hope that it goes faster but it's but it's necessary um and, I, and just to just to make a comment for everyone either for those who are listening who who have either ordered from you previously or are thinking about it having having had the order from you guys i i i think carlos i mentioned to this to you yeah. before but um yeah i think the investment that you guys have put in um 
on the packaging in particular and you know the the insulated foil inside and it it looks fantastic it looks really good it feels really premium it but it also feels homemade at the same time if that makes sense it it feels like precious cargo and (laughs) i think you know (laughs) thank you so much it's so wonderful to hear it's 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 true it's it's just it's just a fact it's a you know it's not even subjective now it's objective um the you know when 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 you get I think I think bottom line, people are prepared to, at least these days, I think pay for quality, yeah. Uh, yeah. And pay for homemade, pay for quality. That's true. So you know, whilst it was a little bit of pain to 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 get to that point of how how do we deliver this perfectly, and there's inve- you know there is the investment involved, and it eats a little bit into margins, but. I think people, bottom line, are prepared to pay for it, and clearly they are because you guys are doing yeah. so well that yeah. you're growing, and 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 that's great. But um, I, I think this is where it is. I, I think this sort of stuff that, that you guys are doing, um, I mean, you, you're hoping to grow, so I assume it, it is getting better, and it is still continuing, yeah. and people still really, demand yes. this stuff. Yes, people. Really are, yeah, yeah. The the thing that keeps us really motivated and. Is, is people's comments the amount of messages i could never in my life expect that much of great comments and that much of people texting us and thanking us for the food and uh, leaving us reviews and we have we haven't even asked we have never yeah. ever asked for, for a customer to leave a review and they just go voluntarily on our facebook or uh, just text us and uh, that that is one of the reasons why we must we really must keep going because it's just so motivating and it's nice it's just so so nice every well, day you it, say oh somebody it, it makes it worth it doesn't text. it you know yeah. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think people entering into these sorts of businesses do it because you know they're desperate to make money i think they do it because they they truly love their their products and they're trying to do something that that matters and you get a sense of satisfaction and enjoyment from the craft that, that you produce. I mean, you, you mentioned it, Simona, and that if a, if a, if a parcel goes missing, um, you know, you, you shed a tear, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yes. Yeah. It's real love. That's it's really real true. Love. Yeah. It must be, it must be because yeah, it hurts a lot. Well, if, if it, yeah. if, um, you, you, I think you need that love and the, and the passion because we're, we're basically dedicating our lives to, yeah, to you, right you now, can't do it right otherwise. Now, 100%. Yeah, so otherwise you yeah. can't do it. If, if, yeah. if the product isn't good or you don't like it, you you can't. We it. wouldn't be able to produce yeah. those amounts yeah. if you, yes, yeah. there must be something about food in us that uh, I, I don't see a normal person producing. <laughs> I don't know a thousand to a uh, thousand three hundred empanadas a week. Um, at home with uh, with no mixers, and I only have one machine which chops me the vegetables. Um, uh, or grates the cheese. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you guys, but, uh, you know, as the expression goes, n- not all heroes wear capes. Mm. Like say. <laughs> you know, some are in the kitchen making empanadas. <laughs> what's well, the, that's the thing? Of, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, what, what's the pl- what's the what's the plan for you know for this year, guys? I mean, I, I appreciate that you're you know itching to kind of sign the paperwork and get everything sorted to, to let you guys, uh, you know, A, have your house back, but B, um, you know, get in, get into the industrial unit and start sort of scaling up and just having that, that facility and creating, but, but, but do you kind of have any, you know, sort of plans in mind for this year? Is it just to, you know, just just keep going as you are? Is it going to be some new flavors? Is there potentially some more people that will join the business? What, 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 where's the ambition at? I think as we're growing um, and as we're going to move, we are actually thinking uh, and talking about sort of strategically where we want the business to go. Uh, because right now, you know, we, we send the parcels online, you know, and, and that's great. And, and, and I also deliver, local, we yeah. deliver ourselves in the local area as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to decide whether we want to uh, continue with that and, and, and basically have an e-commerce business because this yeah. is what it is right now. Or if yeah. we want to go down the route of, uh, take uh, actual takeaway of restaurants and franchises, right? Yeah. Where we actually put locations and we we make the empanadas in the factory and you know we send them to those locations. Um, that might sound very ambitious. It, yeah, it, it sounds very ambitious, yes. I guess. But we need to decide now what 
really what, what we're going to focus on. Or even market stalls, you know, franchise little market stalls. To start you know, maybe to start with, with market stalls. Yeah. And then if it goes well and if we produce the profits, uh, generate the profits, then we maybe one day we can put the first uh, takeaway uh, shop. Yeah. So it's it's in between those. Um, I mean, we can carry on with, with trying to do both for yeah. sure, but but we need to decide really what we're going to focus on. Ambition's um, got to be there. But I think it's important to have, yeah. you know, those kind yeah. of ideas, and and it doesn't matter how big or how small or how unlikely you think it is or how far away. I think you you got to have a a point in the future haven't you to, to 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 keep going and and i can see it you know i mean i can't i can't i don't see any kind of real nailed on you know empanada brand that's pretty well known and recognized throughout the uk and there's there's different yeah. you know <laughs> stores that, that have your your products and uh, little franchises and stuff up up and down the country. I mean, I can I can I can it's see possible, it. It's possible, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. But yeah, thank you so much. It's so nice to hear. I'm always positive. I love empanadas, <laughs> so you know you're talking to the right guy here. <laughs> I mean, too, but it is possible. You know, I think by the end of the year we could have one outlet, whether that is. Well, something someone is looking at me. Someone is looking at me now. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. We've heard it um, here first. This is a, this is a, a shop small, eat big first. That's it. It's down. It's recorded. Uh, okay, it's being published, okay. Carlos. So uh, we'll, 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 we'll 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 touch back uh, this time next year, and sounds we'll see good. where you are. That sounds good. That sounds good. But yeah, um, you you did ask about some flavors and things. Yes, we're wait, working on, on on new flavors, potentially uh, making. Uh, gluten-free yes pastry. that's i was gonna say yeah. that i think it's uh the, the demand for gluten-free yeah. products maybe it would never be gluten-free because i don't think we could be in the same factory produce a product and call it gluten-free but maybe we could uh, call it non-gluten i think that would be and put a disclaimer as well mm. so uh, i think i would like to explore that side yeah um, because there isn't that many that many products. Uh, well, there is loads. To be honest, yes, there is there is loads of gluten free products, but empanadas not yet. No, no but nah. I don't know anyone yet who does gluten free. And I already, I believe that I mastered the pastry, and I, I believe that I, I, it's very similar to to the one that has gluten. So for me, for my uh, taste buds, it works. I got the, the recipe. The challenge with that will be that it's much, much harder to handle that pastry. Um, yeah. And obviously, if I make one empanada, five empanadas in, in a minute, with that one, I would probably make one empanada in a minute. So yeah. that's it's difficult. Trick, yeah. We need to make a decision, yes, yeah. there. But uh, I would be very curious to see what people think of the gluten-free version. It's you got to try it, haven't you? And it's and I think I think just broadly speaking, as, as you guys brought it up, I think it's a really good subject. Um, food, uh, food intolerances have always been there. However, yeah. brands and businesses are now, I think so much more conscious and there is such a a wider variety of products out there that cater to you know different intolerances so which is a really really good thing so yeah i always it was interesting because i mean it must be the same for us i mean like 20 20 years ago you know if if you had certain intolerances you could, it's kind of like well you just sort of live with it do you i mean yeah. i mean how many products yeah. were there around that catered to to things um you know, such such as you know being being, uh, you know, whether it's lactose intolerant or whether it's to do with gluten or uh, it's paleo, like wh whatever whatever it may be. Um, yeah. But today, fast forward to today, there's you know hundreds, if not thousands, um, of of businesses that cater to it, or at least as you said, kind of you have a an additional product line that, that caters to intolerances. So you kind of, I yeah. think, as you said it, you said the right thing there. I think that it's clearly maybe not going to be as big as the, the ordinary ones, but I still sense that these sorts of things are, for some reason, I feel like they're on trend, you know, people are demanding them. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, so it's worth trying, right. To see, uh, to see how it goes yeah. and what the responses would be like, as you say, if the, if the taste is a little bit different, but you, you have to try it, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I, I would really like to explore that that um, option. Yeah, it's it's only because you know 
the, the one comment that we, we do get comments whether they ask us whether we, we, we could do make it. a gluten-free yes. version or not and, and that got us thinking and we think we well hopefully we'll be yeah. able to do it you know I'll try it um yeah <laughs> i think i think a final question for me is how many empanadas do you eat in a week <laughs> <laughs> You can't tell me well, that the amount that you make, you don't leave any, you know, little leftovers. I'll you know? tell you a, a secret. Uh, <laughs> sometimes when you, when you fry them, bananas, obviously, in particular because they're handmade, some of them come a bit wonky. Some of them, you know, those are I mine. See. I see where you're going. You say no yeah. more, Carlos. Say no more. Yeah, those are mine. And sometimes maybe I make them wonky. I don't know. <laughs> Just um, give give Simona oh, a little nudge. Broke. Yeah. Oh, this one broke. Yeah, no. this one broke. <laughs> ah, so that, that, that's, that's happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. We, I, I think when we started, we used we to have. More, yeah. yeah, we yeah. ate more than now. Um, now I think. Uh, um, yeah. I try it's, because it's yeah, to I try eat. not to eat too much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but sometimes it's hard, if, particularly if you're hungry. And now the cooking for us it became a bit of an issue yeah. because of yeah. so much of making <laughs> empanadas and involved into cooking. Like I can't always also make a meal. Yeah. We enjoy so, cooking, or so, you know, we, we, we but we don't have a lot of time, so we've been eating quite badly and. and Sort of yeah, you end up yeah. eating eating what you make, yeah. basically, don't you? And if yeah, you spend the whole day can... making empanadas, I also think, yeah. and then you've got to go and, you know, got to cook your own your own food, and it's like, oh, yeah. you either sort of, you know, you're exhausted, so the kind of yeah, we we're buying ready meals and things like that, things that we normally wouldn't used to. Yeah. You wouldn't do so now we, but yeah, not really, but now we well, we enjoy them, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. And we you haven't. Have I don't think we've gained weight as well. Not yet. Yeah, exactly. Give it, give it, give it a couple of years or so. Exactly. Maybe, maybe when you two have hired a few more staff to, to make, make, make yeah. them for you, and then you can kind of just sit there in your offices. Um, and you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> Brilliant. Well, yeah. listen, guys, I, I, uh, I think on behalf of, of both myself and all our listeners, we wish you sort of all the very best for, for, for this year and your endeavors, um, you know, good luck and, um, hope everything goes pretty smoothly with, um, get, getting, getting the keys to, to the new unit and, um, you know, for, for all the plans over this year, the very best of luck. And, and then in the short term, thank you ever so much for being on it. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to have you. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was fun.